Hey there, mamas, we're back again. And today we are going to talk organization. You know, it's my favorite topic of all time. So if you are ready to learn more tips and tricks and hacks, you are in the right place. I want you to welcome to the show my guest today, Susan Brown. She is a coach, former EMT, and also the author of the book, One Year of Thankful Thursday. So welcome to the show, Susan. Thank you. And Jennifer, I just first off want to thank you for having me and for just blessing all the moms out there. Everybody is better off for having you out here, be on their behalf, just getting real and coming alongside them in their everyday lives. So I thank you, as I'm sure your audience does, just for being you and for being here serving the way you do. So thank you. You're so sweet. I appreciate that so much. I am excited because you are another woman after my own heart where you love things organized and simplified. And you, I think with all of us that love this topic, we have a different past and set of experiences that enable us to do this kind of work. So I want you to kind of just briefly tell us a little bit about what led you to where you are today. Yeah, sure. So I'll try to give the uh, Cliff Notes version, but it started um, when I was an EMT and things had to be organized in such a way or somebody could literally die, right? From the medications inside the ambulance to the paperwork, dotting your I's and crossing your T's to checking every single detail of the person, like an investigative process. And then um, fast forward many years and I would become a caregiver to my mom who went from being a cancer surviving triathlete to a C1 quadriplegic in the blink of an eye on a car wreck Christmas day, 2005 on the way to church on Noah's Ark road. If that isn't providential enough for you. Um, <laughs> and again, with her care being so extreme and literally 24 seven, um, we didn't have our children yet. My husband and I decided to quit my job, which was the best paying job I'd ever had at the time. I was working for a tax credit firm. <clears throat> completely unrelated to what I do now, right? Like so many moms, we do all the things. We moved in with her so I could become her full-time caregiver and my husband and my dad could continue to work and pay the bills and we could afford to keep her at home. So with that, what happened is when somebody is completely dependent because our C3 controls our breathing, she was injured at the C1 level. So she had a ventilator, she had a feeding tube, a colostomy, a suprapubic catheter, you name it, she had it. And at 58 years young, she could no longer move for the rest of her life at all. The only thing she could sometimes do was throw her head forward, but most of the time we'd have to bring it back up. She was by the grace of God mentally okay, because my brother-in-law was there to do rescue breathing for her at the scene. Um, but to say that her care was overwhelming would be a massive understatement. And it's interesting because although I was an EMT before that time, I, we didn't handle things like this, right? Like this is an intensive ICU long-term. We handled people in their life and death emergency, getting them to the next stop of the highest level care. So with this was a bit overwhelming for me because I became the highest level care. And because she had so many issues and every single thing you can imagine going on, organization again meant she was either going to live or die and it also meant a communication which I think that that's probably something with you too Jennifer it's like we realize that organization isn't necessarily about having everything in a certain place right it's about that communication to whether it's in your home with your loved ones or you're at work trying to find a paper quickly it can mean money it can mean time and in some cases it really can mean some people's lives and so while that may sound extreme, these things can happen to anybody. And so it began a search in me, so to speak, 
in my mind of something has to give, something has to be a little bit um, easier. And I just kept racking my brain, racking my brain for one time we had my mom at the um, doctor for something and the lady needed me to fill out, you know, the typical paperwork, like all this moms know, you know, it's like, fill this out. You're sitting there with the sick kids. So with me, with my mom, I did have one other caregiver with me at the time, but I needed to give her her feeding tube mess. I needed to empty her colostomy. Oh, we had to go out to the van and get her breathing machine in here to cough her. And they wanted me to fill out these forms. And I just broke. I just completely lost it, you know, and I went up there. I said, listen, I can't. Can I fill this out when we get in the room? Because literally she could die. Like she's got an airway. I can't. And they said, of course, Susan. So as we were in that um, room and I was trying to pay attention to the doctor, as moms do, as we're trying to put pieces of the puzzle together in our brain that we know somehow has to fit, I thought, I wonder if there's a way I can come up with something that the doctors would accept and I could just keep updated at home and they could just scan it in and I could bring it. So the very crude version of what is now much more beautiful and simple and PDF fillable form was born. And I came back to the doctor the next time I said, hey, listen, if I turn this into you and I keep the font simple, it's nothing fancy, it's straightforward and simple and your scanner will accept it because that was back in the day in the dinosaur ages. Um, could I just keep this updated and bring this to you and not fill out this form ever again? And she said, absolutely. And it was like, the angels from heaven were singing and light bulbs were going off. And I just had this massive exhale, which is huge when you're caregiving and you're a mom and you're a caregiving mom and all these other things. So, and actually, I'm not sure my kids have been born yet. I did have them while I was her caregiver. Um, that to be said, that became like our lifeblood. And what started off as a couple page simple form turned into, she lived almost 10 years to the day as a C1 quad turned into be like a three ring binder notebook and yeah, the important thing have today right I still have it today yes and yeah. it's so important because I mean it literally could have meant her life so then we had to create the caregiving what we call the caregiving bible we joked about how we had all of her procedures in there all the things so that's really where it started was I guess you would say out of just complete and utter necessity like a life and death thing but also knowing that there has to be a way that we can't take away the hard sometimes, right, Jennifer? We can't take away the messy. We can't take the complicated. We can't take away, you know, the life and death stuff. But I really believe that there is a way to navigate through those times better. And that is yeah. with simplifying. And it definitely makes life easier if you, you know, the thing I say all the time is when you need to find something or do something, you don't have all day. It has right. to be done quickly and efficiently. And when it's a, t you know, you're in the emergency times of your life, you need to find available, you, you know, information quickly and you can't be searching through files and piles and yes. boxes. And so you have come up with this product called the Peace of Mind Binder, where you can keep all this valuable information in one place so that you're not searching and hunting all over the place. And it's because you thought to yourself, if something were to ever happen again like this, or were, you know, even to you, you wanted to have an organized, efficient system. And so I think what's interesting about your story is the fact that when 
you were faced with a situation where you could have been more organized, you came up with a solution to being more organized. And now you're sharing that with other people. Correct? Oh, yes. I think that's the biggest thing, right? I think as moms or as entrepreneurs, I think that we're always thinking, how can this be made a little bit more simple and then we come up with it it's no good if we keep it to ourselves right like because we know we're not alone no matter how much the world wants to scream that we are we know other moms we know other caregivers other entrepreneurs they're out there wondering the same things so um yes the our most downloaded is on our site is the um simple myrtle simple medical emergency form it's a four-page form but you can make it longer you can keep printing out copies and it does take, as you and I know, if we're starting now, my kids are 13 and 15. If I was just now starting with their medical records, it would probably take me a minute. And by a minute, I mean, maybe a day or two to start it off. But then you have it, right? And then you have, like you said, you don't have all these files. You can go grab it and it's PDF fillable. You can do it on your phone while you're in the doctor's office. But, you know, like a lot of people, when they say, has your kid ever had this happen? You're thinking, I don't think so. And then you're like, let me phone a friend or a text a husband. And you can't even remember all the things because there's everything happening in our brain. And so extending that into the peace of mind binder just became a natural flow um, because there was just so much, even that started as a child, you know, I think everybody, when they're around a certain age, I remember I was nine years old, you kind of get this heightened sense and this awareness of, oh my goodness, mortality, right? And I think like a lot of people, I grew up in a home, we didn't talk about the big three things. We didn't talk about um, money, sex, or death. Those were all off the table. Those were all bad topics. Well, if you don't talk about something, what happens? Well, it stays in the shadows, right? And I was in this amazing Christian counseling one time, which I highly am all about counseling. Love it. Um, and she shared something so profound with me that I love to um, share with y'all. She said, you know, when you turn on a light, the cockroaches scatter, right? And I was like, yeah. She said, well, think about it. These things that like, if they're in your head and you're convincing yourself, because we all know the most dangerous place you can live is up here in your head, you know? If you're convincing yourself all these things are dark and you're leaving them sit there, but if you speak them out into the light, then all of a sudden, what happens? They scatter, right? So with that, what happened is I started thinking, well, why don't people talk about this? And I remember thinking when my parents would fall asleep, I would actually sneak into their bedroom and lay on the floor just to hear them breathe. So I think I always had that kind of caregiving, nurturing servant heart, but I also had this heightened awareness of something could happen. And then in a logical way, I would think, would my brother, sister and I get to stay together? Would we know how to pay the bills? Do they have like certain money somewhere? Is there a list? Like, is there an actual book that would tell us what to do, Right. And then fast forward many years, and I made a ton of stupid mistakes. I ended up homeless living in my car. And when I finally started turning my life around, there was the thought again. I thought, okay, if something were to happen to me because somebody could have broken in my car and done whatever, um, my parents aren't going to know that I kept my grandmother's things. It was the one thing I kept and the one thing I'm paying for for a storage unit. And there's no way to let them know that. And then... I became a field, an expert in the field of what I like to call UCS, unnecessary compounded suffering. And that was from my time as an EMT and a caregiver. And what I mean by that is like we talked about earlier, you can't avoid like grief or hardships, right? But there is a way to avoid what I call unnecessary compounded suffering. So when I was an EMT, I wish I could tell you this was unusual. I'll give you a quick breakdown, but we would get a call 
to a house and let's call it a nuclear family, a husband and wife and a couple of kids and something tragic would have happened, we'll say to the husband and we see his entire family fall apart. Everything's ruined, right? The wool's been plucked from underneath them. Life will never be the same. We're taking this precious man's body to the morgue and and I hear the family and their cry stay with me. You know, I don't know if he had life insurance. Oh, he just switched jobs. Where does this credit card go to? I don't know where to pay the mortgage. What did he say to do with this? Where did that thing come from? I heard all these questions, right? Those all resonate with me. But then a couple months later, my partner and I would get a call and we'd look at the address. We say, hmm, does that address sound familiar to you? We would go back, Jennifer, and again, I wish I could tell you this was unusual, and it would be the wife had committed suicide, but not because of grief, and we knew because she left a letter, but because of basically a lack of communication or organization. In some cases, and this is not right or wrong, just everybody has their own way of doing things. You know, the husband was the only one on the mortgage, the only one that knew where the mortgage was, so he paid the bills. Well, if he's the only one on the mortgage, not only does she not know where to find it to pay the bills, the bank also didn't know to find her. The house gets taken. She has no husband, no income, no house, and it was simply too much. And I truly, truly, truly believe in the heart of hearts that if we just communicate like the whole, you know, money, sex, and death or taboo topics, or let's don't talk about what happens um, after something happens to us. But the point is, we all are finite, right? And that doesn't have to lead us into a negative rabbit hole. It can be a beautiful one that just the fact that we're alive and here for this very moment. And I think as moms and as caregivers and as entrepreneurs, we think differently. We see the world differently. You know, I know from talking to a lot of moms and listening to their hearts, I know that they fall asleep like I used to thinking, oh my gosh, what happens? Like with all the things, if something happens to my family, if I don't wake up tomorrow, what happens if something happens to me? And, um, you know, as you and I were chatting before, I was telling you, I used to have this kind of secret frustration towards my husband and it wasn't so secret. I would tell him, I would say, listen, we need to get things in order. What if something happens? What happens for the kids or this? And he would say, oh, we're okay. And again, it was that avoidance. And um, what's funny is now he's so on board and so on track. He's like, babe, this is so genius. And I need to just like, you know, get a bunch of dads and men to man up too. He goes, I don't know why I wasn't doing this. I don't know why I wasn't facing it. And the thing about it is when I fast forwarded to almost dying on the floor of my third miscarriage in front of my littles, it dawned on me again. And I thought, oh my gosh, I wasn't in that moment afraid to die. I knew where I was going, but I thought, they're not going to know. They don't know where the passwords are. They don't know where I kept the secret stash of cash. They won't know how to do this without me. They won't know where to go find a good counselor. They won't know the life and all the things, right? So we all have those pivotal moments in our life. The point is to do something with it. So the peace of mind binder, I like to say, doesn't belong to me. It's just like a God thing over 40 years of like wondering and angsting and longing but it is a PDF fillable, take it with you and go completely customizable. It's a digital product because it's really the only way for it to be completely customizable and editable. And we get free updates for life. We have a pet section on the way, a volunteer section. Um, you know, there's things in there that people just don't think about. When my husband was in the workforce instead of the entrepreneurial field like he is now, and he used to travel a lot, I would say, 
well, babe, he would be gone a week, home a week. I said, if something happens to you, this may come tell me, I wouldn't know what credit cards in your wallet go back to the company. I wouldn't know who to turn the company truck into. I wouldn't know who to trust if they sign off on it. So even all those things that we're not thinking about, that we're not aware of, I got you. Like, you know, got you covered from A to Z and anything that we're missing in between, we will be adding. So I see this a lot when I'm in homes working with clients. I also see this during times of when a marriage goes south and a divorce is going to happen and one person managed all the money and knows where all the papers are and the other person didn't. And there's a lot of power in the person that knows where everything is. And so I, this, this episode actually is going to air in January because this is going to be the time when it is a good time of year to think about getting our papers and all of our affairs in order. And so if there is a mom listening and they, they are thinking, yes, this says cross my mind. I've laid in bed at night thinking about this and I want to, you know, make a plan they can obviously grab the peace of mind binder, but it's also an important time to realize that this is kind of a big project, but that's okay. We can break it down into small pieces. It does not have to be overwhelming. The next time you go to your child's doctor's appointment, make sure you ask for copies of information. You can start to collect things as you go. When you're logging into your bank account, start jotting down passwords, things like that. Just start to pay attention in your everyday life, those things that maybe it is something that only you know, and your family should also know the information. And, you know, even if you think about it during the day, start a phone, you know, a note on your phone that is kind of like important information and keep track of it. It's interesting because I was thinking about this even the um with my kids ages i feel like i'm constantly have to, having to send copies of a driver's license or insurance documents and i'm redoing it so i just started a folder on my phone with you know snapshots of these pictures so i had them so a picture of our driver's license a picture of our um license plate stuff like that and just labeled the folder so that i can find it i'm not searching and it's like we have to be conscious of when these things are happening so that we can start to put a system into place that will work. So don't think that this has to all be done next week. I don't want moms listening today to start panicking and thinking, oh my gosh, I haven't done this. I'm a terrible mom and I need to get it done by 12 o'clock tomorrow. It doesn't work that way. You're okay. But it's something to think about and something to take seriously. And so I think because of your past experience, you've seen it up close and personal what happens when this information isn't readily available to other family members. So also, um, you meant, you know, you are the author of the book, One Year of Thankful Thursdays. You mentioned um, in the intake that gratitude saved your life. How so? Oh, yes. Oh, and let me put in a quick thing and finalizing what you were saying about the overwhelm. We actually have courses that are going to be walking people through module by module, step by step to reduce that overwhelm of filling out the binders. So let me just put that caveat in there, too. Um, Yes, gratitude very much saved my life. And I view gratitude a little bit uh, differently than most people. I don't think it has anything to do with um, things around you as far as material things. Gratitude is actually a vision issue. It's how you see. And um, what's interesting is gratitude is actually what um, saved my life when I was living in my car. And um, it's actually what 
made me go get help after I had attempted suicide years ago when I was in college and I was depressed and full of self-hatred. Um, it's all of a sudden the scales falling off your eyes and able to see things that you didn't even know were there. Um, usually they're the most intangible things. And when I think about gratitude, um, I think that the G is um, God. I love acronyms. So I have lots so of acronyms. Do I. <laughs> oh, yeah. okay. So for me, gratitude is God redeems and then inserts true, unnatural, defiant elation or excitement or eyes to see any of those E's. And so what's interesting is if you take the G out of gratitude, what are you left with? Ratitude, right? And then take the R out and you have attitude. So nothing good. It has to start with God. And so I love that. That's awesome. And it's basically, I actually akin it to my um, health and safety director days when I think how God redeems and then inserts. We had these CPR dummies, and I'm sure they're different now because this was eons ago. But at the end of each night, we would push them down and deflate them and roll them up and put them in the bag. And um, I think of that when I think of gratitude, it really is like an emptying of the current state and then we would blow them up the next morning getting ready for a class and so when I think of him inserting that true unnatural defiant elation it's a brand newness and so for me it became about seeing him everywhere because I'd become I had come to the end of myself and I had become so depressed trying to chase the world and everything that was supposed to give me fulfillment and I just was left empty and I had nothing left. And so all of a sudden I started seeing things and I have a little free five-step mini course for this on my site too, of actual tips of how I uh, am able to be grateful because it's not, I don't think it's a natural thing for us and especially in the culture and world brand. So it's not something that we need to place blame on ourselves. Like, um, and I used to think I was a grateful person, but then I would audit myself and, and think, Ooh, that didn't, sound very good you know so it really is a vision thing and where we're focusing and so as I started to see things I would say wow god thank you that I have a car to live in what if I was on the streets wow this car enables me to get to my job wow thank you god that I have a job so I think we just um we think too much of the big picture or the big things or what we're told are the big things in life and we are missing like the magnitude of the beauty of the things right in front of us that our vision has been taken off of, you know, we've been blinded. And again, it's not a guilt thing or a bad thing. It's just something that we have to be reminded of. And um, some of the reviews and the readers have said it's, you know, helped them with anxiety and depression. And I think it's because for me, it was written out of a place of desperation for more than this world could offer. So, yeah, I think something as simple as just writing down two things in the morning that you're thankful for, or, you know, saying a prayer for a few things at the end of the day is so powerful and it changes our mindset. And what I try to do sometimes is if I, if I'm in a bad mood or, you know, it's a struggle of a day is kind of change my mindset into what is going right. Because I always think about, and going back to kind of tying this into emergencies when it's an emergency don't we always wish we had the day before the emergency like we we are so grateful for that day 
and wish we could go back to that. So why aren't we present in that day when it's actually happening? And sometimes even thinking that if, you know, your kids are healthy and safe and your spouses and your family and all these things, there's no emergency going on. That's a good day to be grateful for. And so I think it's something to tie that back in. Um, I want to kind of wrap up, but you uh, you talk about, you know, the, another acronym for simplify. I was wondering if you could just tell Ooh. us what that stands for. Oh, yes. I'm getting giddy now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So when I think about um, simplify, you know, I, I know that you get it. Simplifying and organizing are a good marriage, right? But a lot of people want to throw minimalism in there. And for me, minimalism doesn't really have anything to do with simplifying or really even organizing. So I just want to kind of put that out there because I can see it in you too and all the beauty that you give and serve that you understand that minimalism is more about the amount of things in your life, physical things, right? But here's what I believe simplify is, and I love this acronym so much, systems intentionally, mindfully planned to lessen the intensity for you. Oh, yeah. really, that's what we're trying to do, right? We're just like we said, we can't take away the hard stuff. We can't take away the messy, but we can get some systems in there to help us navigate through and lessen the intensity, you know, like, um, and it just helps so much understand that it's not like you said about the gratitude. We can be, it's easy to be grateful on the good days. It's more of an investigative process on those hard days, right? But I think we as moms have so much pressure on ourselves, like, oh, it has to be like the Instagram reel or like this. But no, I think it's okay to say, hey, let's just lessen the intensity and acknowledge, yeah, life can be hard, messy, ugly, downright soul wrenching, but let's navigate through it a little bit less intensely for you. Yes, I love that. I think it's important to point out because we are living in this world where we constantly are bombarded with images of perfection when it comes to organization and simple systems. And there is a lot of work put behind that perfect picture. And that is not what we are aiming for on a daily basis as moms. We don't want to have to worry about spending three hours to make, you know, our kitchen Pinterest perfect. It doesn't have to be that way. And if you aren't that mom, there's no shame in the game, girls. I mean, there really is not. Most women are not living their lives that way. And so what we want is simple systems that work for our personality and our family. And I always tell people that my system might not work for you. So when I'm working with somebody one-on-one, -on -one, I'm always telling them, let's set it up this way. And if it doesn't, if you can't maintain it, then it's not the right system for you. And we have to tweak it. Everybody goes at this differently. And I think what the, I think, you know, what I'm really getting from you today, Susan, is the fact that because of your experience, you know, as an EMT, I think you see what is important in life and, you know, also your own experiences that have happened to you, but you see what's important in life. And when it comes down to it, the stuff is not what's important. Mm -hmm. It's how we live every day and what we leave those that we leave behind. So if you can come up with a system that works to be left for the family that is still there, that is a huge gift. It is a huge gift so that when they're in the middle of their grief, they don't have to run around and try to search. And let's face it, when people are grieving, they're also exhausted. Yes. They don't have the same mental framework. And so 
I really, um, I'm excited that you put together this peace of mind binder. I'm going to link it in the show notes. If anybody listening today feels like this is something that really could help them out, then please go to the show notes, grab the link. Um, I think it could be a gift really. I mean, just a gift for even, even your children, it could be generational. It could literally turn into a generational thing. And so I think that's amazing. And um, I really thank you for, for delivering that to the world and for being on the show today. Thank you for having me. And thank you for all you do with all. And so y'all keep loving on Jennifer. She's amazing. (laughs) Oh, thank you. If you enjoyed the show today, then we would love, love, love for you to leave a review. And I know I don't ask for reviews nearly as much as I should, but they always are appreciated. So uh, we hope that you enjoyed the show and we'll be back again next week.